Freakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freak and Seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of Freaking Our Weekend Review on W-A-R-I-O-L-P, Freaking Rochester, also on Apple Freaking Podcasts, Freaking Spotify, and SoundCloud if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freaking Seekers, my name is Taylor the Sandman Freaking Lofton, and with me as always to my freaking left is freaking Doug Jordan coming via satellite freaking New York from his own freaking domicile, and then bringing up the rear we have Sandy the Sandman Freaking Fark is coming from freaking Doug Jordan's garage, also via the great satellite in the freaking sky. Weakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freaking Seekers, and the freaking panel starts your freaking engines, this is our week of freaking review. Weakers, tweakers, thrill-freaking-seekers, it has been one week since we last spoke, and geez, Louise, down to my knees, we missed you so very freaking much. We envisioned you, standing at our feet, watching us do the things that we do when we're all alone. And believe it or not, some of us were actually doing those things while we were envisioning you. And the visage of you kept us going, weakers and tweakers. Through the long, cold, dark night until the dawn. We have been struggling uh, as of late, Weakers and Tweakers, and I think Doug Jordan and Sandy Farkas and myself all know what that is about. I have been struggling deeply. I have been feeling the pulsating waves in my brain. Radio signals, Weakers and Tweakers, they're everywhere, you can't escape them. Those radio waves, some of them carry our voices to you, and some of them carry Doss's voice into my brain. Even when the show is not running, I can hear him taunting me. I can hear him coming up with tweets, cryptic tweets about things that I know not yet, but that will appear in days forth. We are at war, weakers and tweakers, and geez louise, down on my knees, Dawson is stopping at nothing. He has entered my brain through the radio waves, and now I have resolved to sit here wearing a foil cap over my helmet. And geez louise, down on my knees, just when you thought things couldn't get any worse. But we are here, and geez, we got a great freaking show for you. Sandy the Sandman freaking Farkas, how you doing? How you been? How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Uh, yeah, um, this is, uh, freaking, uh, Sandy, um, Sanford, Sandman, uh, Sandman, uh, Farkas. And, um, doing really freaking, uh, really freaking pretty terrible. And, um, freaking I'm drunk and, uh. And God bless you. And, 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 obviously, please don't interrupt me and thank you for the blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was your question? How was my week? Yeah, how was your week? Uh, geez Louise. Uh, this was a freaking rough one. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, I, 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 I uh, feel no joy in letting Weavers and Tweakers know that Anna's struck again. Dawson is back. Yeah, and this time it was an almost a fatal blow. And tell Weavers and Tweakers what he did, please. Though it may be difficult. Yeah, I'm going to. Um, Please don't. Please. Um, Where was I? Dawson is pre-instruck again. And this time, in an almost fatal blow, what he did to me was unbelievable. And 
treacherous, treacherous, and and both treacherous and dastardly. The man has once again managed to electrocute me. Yep, you freaking heard it right, Wiggers and Tweakers. Dawson has me right where he wants me. Uh, I'm like a, a rat in a maze, but every all the walls are electrified, and every turn I make, I manage to electrocute, become electrocuted. Uh, I I thought I had foiled his his uh, his 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 um, attempts to 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 sabotage me any further. I I thought you know what I thought I was gonna win this one, and I was gonna perfect my my method, um, but he managed to get a hold of whatever wire I was using, uh, whatever means of electricity I had in my grasp, and he, uh, well, you get freaking tampered with them. And, uh, and in doing so, well, um, well, yeah, I got freaking electrocuted once again. And uh, I just want Wiggers and Tweakers, and especially the Mayo Tarts, to know that electrocute me once, shame on you, Dawson. Electrocute me twice. I'm not falling for that again. So I am now also uh, wearing a uh, foil helmet, uh, partially in solidarity for freaking Taylor, and partially because I'm I don't know I don't know what what he's going to have his hands on next. And I just hope to God that whatever he manages to electrify next, well, yep. Hopefully I will have electrified it first, and he will fall victim to my freaking plan. Uh, but uh, things are getting a little fuzzy, so it's kind of hard these days to to sort of wrap my well wrap my head around what what my next steps are. But um, but I'm freaking trying, and uh, and I'm full of freaking hope. And I made Sandy a set of of aluminum foil slippers for him to wear because I am wearing slippers as well. Yeah, it keeps him grounded. Yeah, it's it's uh it, the thing about it is when when electricity. Um, uh, hits aluminum foil, it uh, it bounces up the foil and crawls up to a, sa- a safe freaking distance. So basically, if if I were to step on a if I were to step in a puddle of freaking flaming hot electricity, uh, the foil would con- would basically absorb it and then shoot it uh, upwards uh, towards the freaking heavens, uh, thusly freaking uh, saving me and. Uh, and, uh, and thwarting any freaking evil freaking doings. Yeah. So Dawson, checkmate is basically what he's trying to say. Yeah. Basically, what I'm trying to say is Dawson, freaking uh, checkmate, and put up your freaking dukes. Uh, and you better hope they're they're freaking. And I'm gonna put up my freaking dukes. And this time they're gonna be freaking electrified. And uh, and 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 I'm and may the best man freaking win. And just for Uyghurs and Tweakers that might be wondering that didn't listen to the past several episodes, Dawson is Evan Dawson's of WXXI Connections. And that's all I'll say about his radio show. It's boring as a dickens. If you've ever heard it, it probably put you right to sleep. Yeah. I have a couple questions, if you don't mind. Oh, jeez, always here we go. Uh, Wiggers and Tweakers, uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, you're hearing the uh, the unfortunately dull voice of freaking uh, Jug the Doug Slorton, and uh, and and bear with us as he uh, mumbles mumbles his uh, mumbles all this bullshit. Go ahead, Doug. I'm sorry, Jug the Doug Slorton. Is that what you called me? Jug Dorton. Hey, 
Jug, oh yeah, freaking Lug, Jug Lorden, freaking Jug. That's not okay. It's Mike Doug Jordan uh, here. Uh, no, please stop calling me Jug the Slug. Uh, questions I wanted to ask you were uh, one: um, How did he freaking electrocute you? I just don't really understand that. Well, because he freaking broke into our war room at the back of the Ortego Grill and saw my freaking sketch, and and which was a freaking plan uh, uh, documenting how I intended to cut a power cord and drop it onto a puddle uh, to freaking electrocute anyone who stands on that freaking puddle. And we were going to put a big, freaking- big piece of cheese on that puddle because cause Dawson loves cheese and milk because he's a rat. Yeah, he's a rat who loves milk and cheese. And we were going to freaking zap him all the way to freaking hell. And uh, unfortunately, he's man freaking get hold of all freaking utensils that I'm using to freaking uh, to forta to 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 carry out my freaking plan. And he's rewiring them and using them against me. Yeah, that didn't. I'm I sorry, did like... that? Yeah, did that answer your question, Doug? Slug, yeah, I don't Jordan, feel like Jordan? you really answered the question. So how how did he because you rewired the electricity? I don't know if that's how electricity really works. You can't he, you know, turn well, off one wire. He rewired the electricity, Doug, and that's all it freaking takes to to foil a good uh, foil a good freaking plan. He got his hands on the electricity first, Doug. That's what we're saying. He's got all the cards, and they're all stacked against us. Okay, yeah, that, that's fine. Um, Except and then, Doug uh, Jordan, you know, Doug, because you are the queen. God bless you. We have the queen, and this is a, and we are we are holding tightly to that queen. Bless us, everyone. I'm the queen. Uh, what, Doug? You're saying how was the- your week? And how are you? And God bless you. I, that uh, okay. Uh, I had another question, but that's fine. What's My your other question? What, your, what was your other question, Doug? Please. Who is telling you that foil deflects electricity? Where are you guys getting this information from? Textbooks and freaking documents, as per usual, Doug. Yeah, what what textbook or, or document is telling you that foil helps Google, shoot? Uh, Google search. Doug. It sucks the electricity out and shoots it up until the heavens. It refracts passing it. Passing through your body. It refracts it. That's why yeah. if you're if there's an electrical storm, you put foil all over yourself. And that's why when you see yeah. when it's raining out and there's thunder and lightning, you always see people walking around with the foil slippers on, the helmet with foil. The, the, the little there's point. two things. There's there's two ways to freaking save yourself from um, from freaking electricity, and that is freaking foil slippers or a freaking refractor cable. And unfortunately, there is no chance that we could get our hands on one of those. They're freaking hundreds of thousands of dollars. They but, haven't um, they haven't even been invented yet. So yeah, waiting for Elon Musk on that one, Doug. Um, yeah, I've never heard of a refractor cable before. That yeah, just, well, that doesn't surprise me. Doug, the things you don't know could fill an Encyclopedia Britannica set. How was your week? Uh, you know, week what was uh, there? Uh, there was a couple hiccups this week. I'll I'll say that. Uh, first hiccup was uh, the other day. I was getting you know have my lunch ready for work i was hopping into my car i packed a peanut butter and jelly sandwich i had some chips uh you know i was excited for lunch uh, later that day uh it had a ju- i even had a freaking juice box uh, high c because that's what my son uh asked for this week so i was pretty excited it was just standard fruit punch high c i was pretty excited about that uh and what an apple is this doug what in the what are you doing oh sorry i, I got a little uh 
overexcited thinking about my lunch that day. Anyways, I hopped into my car and uh, I tried to turn it over and, the, and it wouldn't freaking turn on. And I, you know, I thought, okay, maybe I'm out of freaking gas. Maybe I forgot the gas up the truck or something. You know, I just kept thinking that I, you know, what's going on here? And I, I opened up the freaking hood after I tried about two or three more times, and it turned out my uh, my car battery was entirely uh, missing from the car. So, well, you're never going to be strong enough to turn it over. I mean, it's a well, truck, Doug Jordan. Yeah, I wasn't trying to physically turn the car over. It, you know, it's an expression for for turning the engine on. He turned the engine over. So what, so what you're saying was the truck wasn't gassed up? I'm freaking confused. Uh, what is it? What was the freaking issue? Yeah, the car battery went missing, and, I, and I'm confused as to what, who would have taken oh, yeah. my entire battery out of my car. See, no. I, well, you know what I'm confused about is I was pretty sure that, and I said this the other day, it's funny you mentioned this, that a car, as long as the car has gas in it, it doesn't need a battery. It's over, It's overkill to have both a battery and gas in it. The the battery is for when you run out of gas, and the gas is as long as there's gas in the in the truck. Well, I mean, you you need the battery, I think, to start the engine. That's why you have a battery in the car, and then the engine charges the battery. I think that's how that works. Now, Doug, this is very freaking interesting to me because I think I have a pretty concrete theory on on what freaking happened here. Okay, okay. I'm in, I'm interested to know. All right. Well, if you if you would do me a favor and yield your time to me, I'd be happy to freaking explain my freaking theory. Yeah, I'm yielding. My t- you are. Uh, I'm yielding. Jeez, uh, Louise. Uh, what happened here? And this is this seems freaking obvious to me, Taylor. I'm sure you're gonna freaking back me up on this. Of uh, course. This is obviously. This is the obvious work of freaking Evan Dawson. What happens here now, and I want you to freaking follow me on this one. Well, what happens here is, is we have freaking Evan Dawson. He goes, he he freaking maybe maybe it's him, maybe it's one of his freaking goons. Either way, someone freaking freaking breaks into your freaking car, removes the freaking battery, freaking rewires it so it's all freaking faulty, puts it back in your car. So by the time I freaking go in there and grab it, it's ready to freaking electrocute me when I try and do my experiment. And then Dawson gets in the radio waves, gets in my brain, tells me that a car will work just fine without freaking battery as long as there's plenty of gas. Wait, so did you just say that you took the car, the battery out of my car after you think that one of Dawson's goons did? Doug, the part where I take the battery out of the car is not the important part. The part that is important is when Dawson gets his hands on it before I do. Yeah. And he freaking rewires it and makes it and turns it into a freaking death trap. Suicide rap, Doug Jordan. I mean, I feel like a car battery is dangerous on its own. I don't know how you could rewire it to to turn into a death trap and electrocute oh, yourself. Um, I'll tell you, when you freaking, when you put freaking jumper cables in it and then put those on a freaking puddle of water that you're accidentally standing in, uh, yeah, um, it's, it would normally work pretty freaking well, but if somebody, if a, if a, if a man with a dastardly plot gets his hands on it before and freaking rewires it, makes it freaking faulty, Doug, uh, it, it's, it's a freaking death trap. Yeah. And I, I was there. And Sandy got a big, big, big volt. He blasted right out of his shoes. Um, that was one of the worst freaking volts I've gotten yet. I went up about three, four feet in the freaking air. His ears were smoking, Doug. Smoke was coming from my hair, Doug. Could have died. So, 
We're glad you're alive, Sandy. God bless Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the blessing. Yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, the other news that I had this week was I, I got a mysterious letter uh, from a uh, from somebody claiming to be uh, Tadia's brother. Um, and I have it with me if, if you want me to read it over the radio right now. But I'll, can we do that? Wow. Um, why, I mean, this is huge freaking news. Why is this? Why, why, why did this wait until now? Well, I was curious. You know, you said you electrocuted yourself, and I was curious about uh, my car battery going missing. So I kind of wanted to ask you about that. What does it say? Oh, the, the letter? Okay, so it's it's addressed to me, and it's it's from the uh, the representatives uh, of the estate of Thaddeus Michael Richards, which uh, is Tadia Richard, who used to be on this show, and everybody thinks that he's dead, which I don't think that he is. But uh, and it says here, uh, dear Mister Jordan, it has come to our attention that you, uh, Michael Douglas Jordan, owed Thaddeus Tadia Michael Richards a considerable debt prior to our client's untimely death. It is our intention collect the debt owed to the deceased and distribute it uh, to those who have been established as beneficiaries in Mr. Richard's last will and testimony. Included in this letter is an itemized list of payments owed to Mr. Richard's estate. If you cannot pay the debt in full at this time, you may be in violation of Law 769, Article 4, Chapter 11, Paragraph 2. May God have mercy on your soul. Uh, sincerely, Louis J. Braddock, Esquire, attorney of the deceased. And then there was an itemized list of payments that were owed. And uh, it says, one, uh, charity funds obfuscated, uh, $11,550. Travel expenses, uh, $3,789.46. Pain and suffering, $19,811.23. Uh, loss of mobility, $5,440, and a use of a cane, uh, $3,500, and then adjusted interest was $8,587.82. And that was the, the list of, uh, of that. And that was the letter. Doug. So, <clears throat> what? Do you have that money? Yeah, somebody got, somebody's got to get a freaking calculator. Dude, Doug, how much, how much do you owe? I mean, I don't that's got to be like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's about. Jeez, uh, Louise, I'm looking at that. That's got to be about a hundred thousand dollars. Well, I don't think that's a hundred thousand dollars. I think it's you know, if you oh, add the numbers up, I think so. If you look at it, I think that's roughly. I mean, give or take, maybe one or two thousand. That's about a thousand, hundred thousand dollars. It's a lot of money. You have that kind of money. It's a lot of money, Doug Jordan. Yeah, and I the thing about it is I don't owe any of this freaking money, and I don't know what this is all about. Doug, you might have to sell the house. I don't. Why would I? I don't. I. So did they say what happened to Tadia? How he died, or where his? I mean, geez, Louise, we got his remains, but we don't know how he died. That's the one thing that remains. Yeah, is that we don't know how he died. Yeah, it's a freaking mystery. Nobody could tell me that when I was. To, when I was getting my hands on those freaking remains, that's the one thing nobody could tell me was how he freaking died. So, just one of those mysteries that's you know best left uh, unsolved. Jeez Louise. Yeah, I, I still don't think that he died. I think that this is a letter from him, and he's trying to get me to pay him a bunch of freaking money that I don't freaking owe him. 
That'd be great news, wouldn't it? Then he's alive. I mean, but the but the truth of the matter is, it's sort of a moot point, you know, because you, I mean, you got to pay this freaking money. It's, I mean, who, I mean, if he's freaking dead or alive, I mean, this is a freaking, this is a pretty hefty freaking bill, Doug. And you may be in the in violation of law seven six nine, Article four, Chapter eleven, Paragraph two. That's that's not good, Doug. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I guess I'll have to get a, a a book of law and see if I can find what, exactly what the, what that is or and what it says. See, uh, that that's that's the part of it that that sort of solidifies everything for me because up until that point, you're like, well, anybody could have written this letter. But then all of a sudden, when they mention Law Seven Hundred and Sixty Nine, Article Four, Chapter Eleven, Paragraph Two, I mean, that's that's the speakings of a man who knows the law, Doug, and 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 it says you owe him quite a bit of money. Yeah, and my advice, Doug, is do not call a lawyer. That's exactly what they want you to do. Get another lawyer involved in this. You'll end up paying three, four, five times this amount by the time the deal's done, Doug Jordan. Pay the man and be done with it. Let him rest in peace. Yeah, you know, when you guys were just talking, I just did a quick Google search, and and I looked up Law 769, Article 4, uh, chapter 11, paragraph two, and nothing's freaking coming up. So I, I don't know. I don't know what this freaking law is. If it is, if it even is a freaking law, it might be one of those obscure laws that most people don't know about. It's hard to tell at this point. There's a lot, there's a lot in this and I'm going to have to think about this good, long and hard play with myself. So Jesus Louise. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, we got a great freaking show for you, full of freaking our week's news and discussions. But before we get to that, recently a number of tweakers and mayotards have been reaching out to the rweekmedia at gmail.com account to express a growing concern for the health and safety of one of our co-hosts. It seems that listeners believe that the person in question may be living in an unsafe or unsuitable environment. We here at Our Week know the importance of feeling safe among one's dwelling, and to better illustrate that point, we bring you Our Week's Safe Housing Questionnaire. So, geez louise, down to my knees, this is for Sandy the Sandman freaking Farkas to answer. We are going to be going through several questions. Sandy, please rate these questions on a scale of excellent, good, average, below average, or poor. Everybody understand... Yeah, this is uh yeah, let's uh let's get going. I've been I've been um, there's a lot of these uh, a lot of the things on this list I've been meaning to freaking talk about actually. So, I mean, who I had a question. Who is expressing concern about the health and safety of Sandy Farkas specifically? Wiggers and Twiggers and Mayo Tards too. They've been sending emails to the rweekmedia@gmail.com account. I have been basically dealing with lots of emails lately. Plenty of them. Jeez Louise, they they are not short of opinion on Sandy Farkas's health and safety at this time at his residency in the cold winter. So, geez Louise, question number one. By the way, Sandy lives in Doug's, uh, Jordan's garage. Number one, staff's hospitality. Now, this concerns the friendliness of staff, their courtesy, responsiveness to any requests. Sandy Farkas, where would you rate well, as far as friendliness and courtesy are concerned, I would say below average, but repulsiveness is definitely freaking excellent. Sometimes sometimes when you see Doug come out of the freaking bathroom, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, his freaking trousers are undone. His, uh, I've seen his freaking 
was poking out. Uh, I, uh, I mean, is this? I mean, Doug laying on the couch, you know, watching a movie around eight o'clock p.m. on a Friday, freaking um, fondling himself. Um, and I mean, the guy is, is practically freaking hanging brain uh, constantly. So it definitely rates an excellent on the repulsiveness. Um, friendliness and courtesy can go anywhere from average to below average, uh, unless I'm dealing with the freaking Mrs. Jordan, then it's always freaking um, A plus. Question number two. Wait, wait, hold on. I, I was Why are you asking about staff hospitality? I mean, this isn't. You know, he's just a guy staying in my garage. I'm not. It's not like I'm. I'm tending to him. And also, I. I don't appreciate the response about repulsiveness. I think that that was a little rude. If I'm being honest with you, I'm letting you stay in my garage for free. So. I mean, try not to take offense to anything I'm going to say, Doug. Uh, you know, I. Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't even really want to do this freaking questionnaire to begin with. But the the, the Uyghurs and Uyghurs are concerned, and and I'm and I'm going to answer these questions as honestly and truthfully as I possibly can. Yeah, Doug, this is not my list. Question number two: pubic areas. Um. Yeah. Well, this sort of. I feel like I touched on that a little bit. Uh, um. I'm on. I've seen quite a quite a bit of freaking Doug Jordan's freaking pubic area. Uh. And uh. And and the freaking and just the freaking pubes as well. I mean, when when I go into the freaking shower after him, uh. You know, it's it's part freaking me cleaning myself, and it's also part freaking mowing the lawn. I mean, the the the. The the thing looks like it, it's 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 it looks like a freaking astroturf down there at the bottom of Doug's freaking drain. Uh, it is it is a it is a mess. Sandy, I'm sorry, I misspoke. That was public areas. Well, sure, public areas. Let's talk about the freaking backyard. First of all, it's covered in dog. Uh, there are two dogs that run around willy-nilly, uh, causing a freaking mess. Um, and 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 sometimes when I go out there to you know also use the freaking uh, facilities, the toilet, uh, the back the backyard freaking toilet. Uh, sometimes I end up freaking stepping on freaking piles of dog turds uh, as I as I look for a place um, for for me to go to the bathroom. Uh, and, and, and sometimes, you know, sometimes you can't talk to Doug. He comes home from work and he goes, Doug, are you going to clean up the backyard? There's dog everywhere. And, um, and, and what do I and, say? Well, he says, yeah, yeah, he says, yeah, I guess. I don't know. What do you say, Doug? I say that there's no freaking way that there's dog turds everywhere because they have, they have a small freaking fenced in area where they go that I, that I clean up. So I don't know what you're freaking talking about. And I think that you're just walking in piles of your own turds as you were just talking that you go outside to go to the freaking bathroom. Well, then either way, the freaking public areas are a mess. There's, there's human turds all over and Doug refuses to freaking clean them. And, and as far as responsiveness, um, yeah, I, I tell Doug that there's a mess and he doesn't respond. So there's that as well. Yeah. Number three, uh, ability to provide a relaxing atmosphere. I mean, geez louise, um, you know, yeah, maybe when I have a freaking, um, a brief moment of freaking solace, um, all by my lonesome, freaking blaming myself, uh, on my freaking cot, um, yeah, that, that, sometimes that definitely lends itself to a relaxing atmosphere, but then you got freaking Doug freaking poking his head in the garage saying he's looking for tools and, and he freaking catches me right in the throes of it, uh, and, and, and that you can't freaking relax if you're worrying about a guy barging in freaking trying to catch a glimpse of you freaking playing with yourself. Yeah, it can be disruptive. 
Yeah, and he's, he's saying, I'm just, I'm, well, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to uh, interrupt. I'm just trying to get some tools. And I go, Doc, don't you have a freaking shed for these tools? And he goes, well, I can't put the tools in the shed because the shed's not done. And it's just, a, it's a mess. And you can't freaking relax. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to budge in here and say, I, it's not like I just freaking walk in. I, I definitely give you ample notice. I, you know, I knock on the door. I say, Sandy, I'm going to come in in about five minutes. Please don't be doing anything that I that I hope that you're not freaking doing. And you say, oh, yeah, yeah, dog, no problem. And then and then freaking I come back five minutes later, knock on the door. I said, OK, now I am announcing my entrance to the room. You well, know, that's the problem is that's when I start myself. I got got to finish very freaking fast. So that's when I grab a hold and I try and try and get it done um, before you open the door. And, 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 and sometimes it's a freaking issue, Doug. So are you just constantly in the garage freaking playing with yourself then? If, if you say that's when you really grab a hold and freaking and go to freaking town. Doug, I don't know what I've ever done to lead you to believe that I'm ever in there doing anything other than playing with myself. There's nothing else to do, Doug. It's a freaking garage. What am I? What am I? Mean, yeah. What? What? What am I gonna do? Freaking huff? Freaking modeling glue like you and your son? Uh, it. I. I. I don't do that. I'm. I'm either drinking, freaking, or playing with myself. And number four, were you able to find the amenities you needed or wanted? I don't even know what that means. Um, let's just go ahead and say no. No, I've never. I don't think. I don't think I've, as far as I'm concerned, there are no freaking amenities at, in the whole freaking house. I haven't seen any when I was there. Unless amenities is a freaking, is a type of freaking bug because there are freaking bugs out there. And I, and I can't, I keep telling Doug, we got to get rid of some of these freaking bugs, some of these freaking amenities. And he is, again, does not respond well. I've never heard you once say, we got to get rid of some of these freaking amenities. I, I, because well, I'm saying bugs, because there's freaking bugs crawling all over my freaking food wrappers, and there's bugs crawling all over my dirty dishes that I hide underneath my freaking bed. And there's the place is infested. And number five, how would you rate the decor? Um, I mean, things are pretty good out in the garage. When you step foot into the house, it's a bit of a like walking into a time machine where you go back to a period of time when you know. I don't know. Um, where it's just where people just look. It looks like that everyone meant their houses to look as freaking ugly as possible. Uh, the carpet, carpet is ugly. It's a, the walls are painted freaking like a maroon color, which looks like freaking blood in your stool. Uh, I mean, it's it's the, the decor in freaking Doug's house is a fiasco, especially in the freaking basement. The basement is a freaking wreck, and it has so much freaking potential, but it is just it is a freaking abomination down there. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be that way until you guys decided that you wanted to booby trap the house and started freaking digging holes down there. So it used to be, you know, my house is, I I think that my house is pretty nice and the basement was going to be really nice until, uh, until that got all screwed up. And number six, cleanliness. Boys, where to begin? Uh, yeah, I mean, I believe I mentioned earlier. Um, uh, first of all, there's freaking seed all over the freaking garage um, from multiple different freaking donors. Uh, you take a black light to that thing; it's like looking into the sun. Yeah, it's uh, 
Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a freaking it's a freaking mess, and uh, and I keep telling Doug, I said, Doug, you got to get one of those freaking pressure washers and freaking and freaking douse this, and freaking douse it in water. And he says, Oh, he said, I'm not getting a freaking pressure washer unless you're freaking helping me pay for it. And I go, Doug, you either you're either gonna need to freaking chip in for this thing, or I'm gonna freaking or what I'm gonna do is freaking douse this place in freaking gasoline and freaking light a match, because it. Because something's got to be done with the freaking, as far as, I mean, with the freaking bugs and the freaking seed, I mean, it's, someone's got to freaking, someone's got to freaking give. The place is covered in seed, Doug Jordan. Yeah, uh, again, you know, before Sandy moved in, it was just, it was just a garage. Uh, and there definitely was not seed laid, laid all up around the garage. I, I don't, and I, I'm not going to pay for a pressure washer because it's not, it doesn't belong to freaking me. It belongs to freaking you. But Doug, the garage has literally gone to seed. And and for the record, it's not just my seed either. There's a couple other guys seed in there as well. Myself included. Pastor Lewis, Little Larry, and freaking Stu Gotts um, when he was briefly staying with us. Number seven. And by the way, for Weakers and Tweakers just joining us, we're talking about Sandy the Sandman's feelings on his the health and safety of his living situation, which is Doug's garage. Number seven is condition of room. I think we've gone over that one. Let's move on. Yeah, housekeeping services. I mean, the, the housekeeping services are abysmal. There's no other way to freaking put it. Uh... You know, sometimes I'll sometimes I'll knock on the door and say is dinner ready, and and it and I don't I don't even freaking hear a peep. It's like a freaking ghost town in there. Where is everybody? Where's where? I mean, geez Louise, where the heck is everybody? Uh, so yeah. that that is um, definitely a freaking atrocity. Now let's you know, say there was one time I did hear you ask that, and it, it was right as I was leaving the house about to go to work. You said is dinner ready yet? So that was about about seven o'clock in the morning. So no, dinner was not ready at that time. Well, let's you didn't say even respond to me though. It's, but let's say it's twelve at night, and he Sandy can't go out and get a bite to eat. He's already in for the night, but he wants a little snack, a sandwich, or something. And he calls up to the reception desk to see if the staff is available to maybe bring over a sandwich. Does that sandwich get delivered? Room service? Never. No. Never for it. No, it doesn't. Because I, 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 my house is not a f-ing hotel. See, this is the problem. This is what... I wish it was a hotel. Instead of just some freaking dump. Jeez Louise. Then, yeah. for, then go to a hotel, then, if you wish it was a you know, hotel. You know, you know I can't do that. I gotta look after your family. No, you don't. Nobody asked you to do that. Oh. Number nine. Heating and cooling within the room. Uh, it's a garage. Um, it, so, yeah, no, it I'm gonna cold. answer for you. It's very, very freaking cold. Um, which is, I mean, part of the reason why I have to freaking play with myself so often. It's just to get that freaking friction to just feel a little bit of freaking heat because it's so, because I, because unfortunately I freaking broke all the freaking space heaters Doug was nice enough to freaking lend me. Yeah. Yeah, because you kept plugging him in all at once and using him at freaking once. And I kept saying, who's going to pay for this electric bill? And you said, oh, don't worry about it, Doug. I'll freaking pay for it. And you never freaking gave me a dime for the electric bill either. Mm. Well, last question, number 10. Overall value, Sandy Vargas. Now, this I will rate a big fat freaking excellent. Uh, for for what it's costing me, the place is perfect. 
uh, as Doug mentioned, yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, so for what I'm for what I'm getting out of this, uh, it's definitely worth what I'm putting down, which uh, which is freaking zero dollars and zero cents, uh, and it's it's just as I would expect for uh, for for what I'm for what I'm I'm given. So uh, would I recommend anyone else stay there? Absolutely freaking not. Uh, but for me, uh, you know, I'm good work. Just right. I hope Weakers and Tweakers are satisfied. Weakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freaking Seekers, we got a great freaking show for you full of freaking our week's news and discussions. If you want to call in, join the conversation, call 513-914-6201. That's the Our Week Freaking Hotline. Tell us what we're doing right, tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, Lady Gaga's dog walker broke his silence after being shot during a dog napping, according to the cut. Ryan Fisher, who was unable to save two of the three dogs he was warned to protect, awoke in the Los Angeles area hospital after being shot during the robbery. According to reports, Fisher was walking Gaga's three dogs when two people got out of a white sedan and approached him. Surveillance video shows a gunfire strike Fisher and two subjects drive away with Gaga's French bulldogs Koji and Gustav. The third, Asia, was able to escape only to return to the dog walker's side. Fisher immediately started lapping up the attention on social media upon waking up. Quote, I cradled Aza as best I could, thanked her for all the incredible adventures we'd been on together, apologized that I couldn't defend her brothers, and then resolved that I would still try to save them and myself. The dogs were returned unharmed by a woman police say was not connected to the crime. Fisher may never walk again. So, geez Louise down on my knees. A despicable human wakes from a coma and breaks his silence. The true crime is that he should have taken enough bullets to stop the kidnapping of these dogs. He only took one. Now, I imagine if he took three, four, five, six, maybe an Uzi's worth. I don't know how many is in a full metal jacket. A thousand? If he had taken a Gatlin gun to the face, Doug Jordan, to the point where when they look at him, they can't. They don't even have dental records to identify him, Doug Jordan. They gotta hope he did 23 and me. The only way they can check is the blood that's everywhere, and there's a lot of it. Teeth gone, face gone, legs to walk, dogs no longer there. But he took one bullet and crumpled like one of those little dolls that you press with a thumb, and they crumple to the ground. Little wooden toys, figures. And then you release it and it springs back up. It's got a rubber band inside of it, I think, so I don't know. And uh, now those two dogs are gone. And only Aza is left. Well, the dogs were returned unharmed by a woman police say was not connected to the crime. So, so she's the, the real hero. Yeah, she's the real freaking hero, Doug. And here you are siding with the man who freaking took a vow of silence and then couldn't stop freaking blabbering once he woke up from his nap. This guy was gushing over the attention, Doug Jordan. Right now, he's lying in a hospital bed thinking this was the best thing that ever happened to him. He took a bullet for Gaga. And you know freaking Gaga is slipping the bill, Doug. She's paying all of his expenses. He's probably going to have two new legs with wheels on him. Motorized electric legs. His The whole top he's, of his head he's is... He's going to be the fastest man in the freaking world, Doug. So... I guess you have nothing to say. Yeah, I just don't. I don't. Yeah. Now I'm glad I, the dogs are back for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. 
Last week, a study published in the Journal of Behavioral Ecology and and Sociobiology revealed that 85% of male insects have sex with other male insects because they do not take the time to inspect the insect's gender, according to CBSDC. Insects and spiders mate quick and dirty, Dr. Eon Scherf of Tel Aviv University said in the study. The cost of taking the time to identify the gender of mates or the cost of hesitation appears to be greater than the cost of making some mistakes. Researchers believe that the reason male insects engage in homosexual activity is because the male insects carry pheromones after mating with females, drawing attraction from other males. So let's put this into a human context. Doug Jordan, fresh from having sex with his beautiful busty wife, walks into the garage to find some sort of tool or something to clean up the mess with and sandy the sandman fargus drunk as the freaking dixons smells the pheromones on doug on his breath and on his dangly johnson and with his eye with being three sheets to the wind he thinks geez louise down on my knees a mate has come to finally lay her golden egg upon sandy fargus sandy fargus disrobes clambers on top of Doug Jordan unsuspectingly and makes love to him. Yeah, I don't think that you needed to use people to describe this scenario. I think that I understood that by the insects. Yeah, I would have rather you not um, throw up into the mix. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Next time, just say, I understand at the story's end and we'll move on. Is that really what you would want us to do? At the end of the story, you want us to say, I, I understand, and then... Well, I always... And then, that's would, what, and then you would be okay with just moving on, or... The thing is, these stories, a lot of them are pretty complete, as is, and I figured it, because you guys just wait, I assume that you need more explanation. No, you, we just wait because you have a tendency to keep blabbering but some i mean this one especially was um uh, really un- unfortunate blabber that you uh well yeah let's do the well i understand let's move on the one other thing i wanted to say was maybe doug jordan uh, after making well, love yeah i understand i understand yeah, we understand okay Last week, actor Paul Bettany revealed that he once punched Tom Hanks so hard that he made him fart, according to Cinema Blend. The actor, who co-starred in, with Hanks in The Da Vinci Code as the albino monk Silas, revealed the story on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Quote, I had to grab him and I had to punch him in the stomach and it's very quiet on set. There's always more quiet when there's a stunt going on because you're worried somebody's going to get hurt. So everybody's listening. And I punched him in the stomach, and he farted really, really loudly. The actor said the awkwardness lasted a few moments. Hanks never admitted to the blunderous act. So, geez Louise, down on my knees. Doug Jordan, you love freaking Tom Hanks. And you love this freaking movie. And recently we talked quite a bit, a great deal about Silas because this Silas is actually the son of singer freaking Justin Timberlake, as we said a few weeks ago, I believe. He is a blunderous albino who it was on a murderous rampage going after Tim Hanks in his long hair and geez Louise. Wait. What? 
And this guy is this guy. This character is played by Monk. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, the Monk. Yeah, this is, is this is the this is the guy for Monk. This is. Have you seen that show, Sandy Vargas? What? Yeah, obviously I've seen. Yeah, obviously I've seen freaking Monk. That's they play reruns at the group home. A lot of Monk. We watch a lot of Monk during days. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm you know I've seen the movie and no, it's it's not played by the guy that plays Monk. Uh, it, it's played by uh, Paul Bettany, who I never heard of until this news story. So it, he play he is a monk. He's not Monk from the TV show. Now what? Now what is the difference, Doug, between a monk and Monk from the TV show? For Wiggers and Dweegers out there who don't understand what this story is about. Yeah, please. Well, Monk Monk from the TV show is a is a detective that has obsessive compulsive disorder. So he's always, you know, I need to clean things. It's a crime scene. Everything is, has its place. Is that why he shaves his head on top so that there's no hair on the top of his head? I don't. And he wears I think slippers and robes. He's always he's basically dresses like Friar Tuck. I think he wears a, a a suit on the show. I don't remember an episode where he he dressed. He actually dressed as a monk. My favorite episode of Monk is the one where he gets tired of dealing with all the bureaucracy at work, so he goes out into the street and he has a gas can and he pours the gas over himself. And his orange robe. And he takes a match. Yeah. And he lights it. And he, he becomes engulfed in flames. And he holds a pose known as Lotus, Doug Jordan. Until his final breath. And he collapses and dies. I think it was the se- the finale. Yeah, that's a serious finale. Uh, and it's amazing that they that they played that for freaking laughs because in a, in a normal scenario that would be a totally serious moment, but it was like the last big freaking laugh of Monk, which is pretty freaking gutsy, real gutsy freaking move. Yeah. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. Last week, six books authored by Dr. Seuss have ceased publication after the business that preserves the author's legacy said they quote portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong, according to CNN. The books, all lesser-known titles, include And To Think That I Saw It on Mulberry Street, If I Ran the Zoo, McElligott's Pool, On on Beyond Zebra, Scramble Egg Super, and The Cat's Quizzler. So, geez Louise, that was... One, two, three, that was six book titles. And geez, Louise, what down on my freaking knees, what we want to do here is take this to a very special version of Sight Unseen. We're going to call it Sight Unread because I have never read any of these books. Stupid Dr. Seuss books. I only read the good ones. The one about the balloon with the old man in it, a bunch of balloons. He travels, travels all over the world. Yeah. That is a that is a hilarious book uh, for Wiggers and Wiggers that don't know. This is one of the classic Doctor Seuss books where an old man attaches his house to a whole bunch of freaking balloons, and he um, and the house flies around and he goes to different places in the world. Yeah, 
So what we're going to do here is we're going to go through the list. We're going to tell you about them, which one you should go see and which one you should freaking can. So geez, Louise, down on my knees without further ado. And to think I saw it on Mulberry Street. This is a thing. This is a book about Italian America's men's living on Mulberry Street. They work in spaghetti, so their hands are always covered in dough and pasta sauce and meatball. And the images that Seuss evokes is stereotypical of the early Italians. And it's offensive, but there's a ring of truth because that's Italian food. He's not wrong. Yeah, it is incredibly... Uh, accurate. From what I know, freaking growing up and spending a lot of time at freaking uh, some of my Italian friends' homes, uh, it was it, the depiction that they have here on display is incredibly freaking accurate. A whole bunch of freaking sweaty, greasy, uh, freaking olive oil covered Italians freaking hanging out in a freaking garage, freaking just absolutely being disgusting, covered in freaking meatball and spaghetti. Yeah, one of them's got a mustache. Doug Jordan, what was your favorite scene from And to Think I Saw It on Mulberry Street? Um, uh, there, uh, well, there's a scene where the uh, the youngest uh, chef uh, has the there's a rat that crawls into his hat and uh, and he pull and he pulls on his hair and he, and he cooks he makes him cook the, uh, the spaghetti and meatballs. And, but it's, and everybody thinks, oh, my God, it's the guy that's cooking the food. What a great chef. And then they find out later that it's a freaking it is a rat and everybody freaks out and they scream and they say, no, no. And then it turns out that rats and humans can live in uh, harmony together at the very end. Well, I'm going to go ahead and give yeah. this one a thumbs down because that ain't true. Yeah, I don't remember that part, um, but I don't like it. And I'm going to go ahead and give this a zero star rating for uh, being a bad book. It was a no good. The next one is If I Ran the Zoo. This one is absolutely hilarious. It is about who's running a zoo. And they have their little upturned noses because they're snooty. And they're always singing Christmas carols. And they're kind of like half rabbit, half human. They have sex with each other, climb ladders. There's always ladders in these books, Doug Jordan. As though Dr. Seuss envisioned a world full of ladders that aren't leaning on things. That you could climb up a ladder without leaning it against a building and be safe. Well, let me tell you, that is not true. Physically impossible, I have tried. One time I wanted to get an apple, and I thought, well, I'll just put this ladder right here under a tree, and I'll climb up and get the apple. Unbeknownst to me, I hadn't leaned it against anything, and I climbed very fast. I was on the third or fourth rung on the freaking ladder. The thing tipped backwards. I never got the freaking apple, Doug Jordan. I just got a goose, a goose egg on my freaking head. I'm sorry. Can you explain that? How do you think that you're about to put a ladder up against a tree and then not realize that the ladder is not up against the tree and then climb it as fast he, as you can? He, he read Dr. Seuss. He saw the freaking pictures in the freaking books. And all these ladders and all these books are just standing there. Perfectly yeah. fine. People are walking up and down them. That's exactly right. So we're going to move on from that one. That one sucks. McGilligan's Pool. This is about a pool and a stool. And going to shul. So, Sandy the Sandman Fargus, what's your favorite scene from Miguel Gat's pool? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, 
I don't have a favorite scene from Miguel Agat's Pool because this is the absolute stupidest book I've ever read in my whole freaking life. And it is, uh, and I'm, and, and to be quite freaking honest with you, I am glad it is freaking banned. Uh, little advice for freaking Dr. Seuss if he's freaking listening. Uh, do not make the freaking a pool the central freaking character in your freaking book. Uh, you, you can't freaking relate to him. You don't care. And everybody's freaking and freaking in him. And it's, and, and and uh, and then at the end of it, what you have is a freaking book about uh, a book that is and about uh, and about freaking feces. So um, yeah, uh, zero zero hundred stars, negative negative a thousand. This is the worst book I ever freaking read. This one sucks. Yeah, it's kind of like the Giving Tree, but with a pool that everybody pees in and poops in, and sometimes they think there's poop in it. it turns out it's a chocolate bar, but most of the time it is just part of poop. Turns out it was yeah. It's kind, poop. it's kind of like an I spy this this book. It's you just look for the poop in the pool. It's one page. Yeah. I don't know. You can't. I was surprised they even called it a book, Doug Jordan. There's no words in this one, Doug. It's just pictures of a pool and freaking logs of turd floating in it. Well, well, if this Doctor Seuss is so freaking brilliant, Jesus freaking ways. Yeah, I can take a picture of a freaking a turd floating in, in a freaking pool and. and and nobody's freaking and and geez, always. No. Number four is on Beyond Zebra, which the title doesn't make sense. The book doesn't make sense. The zebra in it is on Beyond. Doug Jordan, what does that mean for weakers and tweakers? Well, I think uh, on Beyond uh, uh, stands for on top of uh, the unknown zebra. That's kind of what I I'm imagining. On beyond meaning, Doug Jordan. Hey, what you need? What you have? Oh, go ahead. This. No, you go ahead. Uh, this is the last chance for weakers and tweakers to know what is in the pages of these books because they are forever banned from publication, unless you get an old copy of one of these derelict books that that the libraries won't even carry. Doug Jordan. So explain what they he goes on beyond for. What is out there for the zebra? Life, death, love, pursuit of happiness, uh, or the freaking pursuit of freaking crappiness. This is a freaking Dr. Seuss book, after all. And from what I can gather, that none of them are freaking good. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and strike this one from the record. Doug, you're off the hook. The Latin, the next one is scrambled egg super. Now, Doug Jordan, this one is all you. You love breakfast, you love scrambled eggs, and you are super at barbecue. So go ahead. Yeah, well, this one's just about uh, egging scrambled eggs. Um, you know, I can talk a little bit about that process if you'd like. You you, you would have to yeah, get some eggs. Necessary. Well, you get the eggs and you crack them into a bowl. Um, you know, sometimes I like to add a little bit of milk to the eggs. You know, I, I usually do about three or four eggs. Is this is this one of the times I can go ahead and just say I understand and you can freaking not talk about scrambling eggs or? Well, that's what the book is about. So I'm just talking about what the book is about. Okay, I remember I this having green eggs in it. The green, the eggs were green, and there was ham. And then he well, rewrote that's a different it. Book. And well, that that one was better. Well, okay. Here's here's yeah. First of all, that freaking book was freaking better. Uh, this book is um, absolute dirt, uh, absolute dirt. It's just at worst of the worst. Doug, my question to you is: as a fan of freaking breakfast and freaking scrambled eggs, how do you feel about freaking having scrambled eggs for supper? 
I mean, I think that breakfast is usually good uh, at all occasions, so uh, I'm I'm okay with that. I thought that was going to be a lot more interesting, but that's on me. Uh, let's go, let's keep going. The last one is the cat's quizzer, and this one is about a cat in a hat. And the cat in a hat has many things with a hat to do on a cat. And the cat it might even be a rat. And there might be even have a chat with another cat that's not in a hat, but that does have a friend that is a rat. And that might be the most important thing that this cat. I can't think of another rhyme. I don't know how he did it. You know, he was a master, this guy, and we're all going to miss him. We really are weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. This has been another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of Freaking Our Week in Review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot before you. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you freaking next week. This episode has left me perturbed for many reasons. Doug Jordan. I think we just need to get over to the freaking Ortego Grill for Croce night and blow off some steam. Uh, um, yeah, uh, yeah, my, my stress levels are freaking through the roof. I, uh, I could use a freaking, I could use a freaking Croce night right about now. Yeah, uh, I could get a basket of fries or something. Maybe a beer. Sandy the Sandman Fargus, I, your eyes, I still think, are a little cross-eyed ever since you got that second wave of a shock. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, no, they are. Uh, you're, you're right on the money on that one. Uh, quite a bit is, uh, quite a bit of, uh, my eyes are crossed and a few of my wires are crossed, I believe. Uh, yeah, I, I went to go pee in the toilet earlier and I forgot to unzip my trousers, so it just started to go in my pants and, um, and it has me a little bit concerned, but I'm sure I'll be back on top in no time. Get a couple of freaking, uh, couple of mudslides and freaking grocery night, and I'll be all, all ready to go. All right, well, come pick me up. Leave the pants with the cleaning lady. What? What cleaning uh, lady? Yeah, what is there? What are you talking about? Because it's a. Oh, it's a, it's a joke from before. It's a hotel, Doug. Yeah, but it's not a hotel. It's my garage. Hotel for bringing dogs, bringing crabbing all over the place. Hotel hell, Doug Jordan. God bless you. <laughs>